0: Turn us on, and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Well, self-isolation can certainly put a cramp in your sex life, especially if you are used to being in an open relationship. Tonight, our kink panel, our, uh, our alternative sexuality panel, will discuss how to keep things sexy and erotic during these challenging times that's coming up after ten fifteen. but first let's take a look at the inbox make a connection anytime at 514 800 you can also email me your thoughts your questions your concerns to laurie at dr com. so this texter writes in i've been self-isolating but yesterday an old friend whom i used to be intimate with uh, who lost contact with popped by unannounced first of all i don't think there should be any unannounced visits now do you Um, i had been paranoid of even going to get food and he brought me out to get essentials and we agreed with touching only and wash our hands after i think the risk is very low if you just have contact with one person after being quarantined. But an issue can be we are only taking another person's word. The person could have another partner as well. Don't forget you're also going out, so you're still exposed somewhere. But uh, these are interesting questions and I've had quite a few questions about this from people who are simply dating or want to see somebody they're dating or have a boyfriend or a girlfriend they don't live with and they want to know what the rules are around that. So I put in a call to Dr. Mitch who uh, will most likely if he's not too busy, join us tomorrow evening at the beginning of the show to answer some of these, uh, some of these questions. But my guess will be if you really, really want to be sure and safe, then you have to, uh, isolate yourself from any contact, any physical contact within six feet of anybody. So we'll see what uh, he has to say in a situation, uh, like that. Uh, Hello, Dr. Laurie. What are your thoughts about prostitution in Montreal thriving at the moment? A lot of new dancers have started doing this since the bars closed. It's very reckless behavior at the best of times, but especially now. Any look at the local websites and it's plain to see it's still going on. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this. So I, I don't know much about what's going on in the sex trade right now. I've not seen any of these uh, websites Um, what I thought I heard was that sex workers might also qualify for that help from the the government uh, because they're self-employed individuals so that might be uh, something obviously anybody going out and going to a sex worker is putting themselves and anybody else they come into contact with at risk I have to say, like, yes, I know it can be frustrating not to have sex, but nobody's ever died from not having sex. So you might have to content with, content, just uh, be content with the masturbation. And the, uh, And there are services. A lot of these sex workers, from what I understand, are doing uh, virtual stuff as well. So webcam stuff and things like that. So y- there, you just have to kind of re- think how you're going to uh, be sexual. Part of what we're going to talk about tonight will also will address this as well. Different ways getting more uh, creative with your sexuality, but even if you pay for it, there may be other ways besides actually having physical contact because we're not supposed to be in physical uh contact with uh, anybody else. Um, let's see, another question. I usually, uh, do not listen to your show because I go to bed by 10, but I will listen to your podcast. Uh, maybe someone asked you this question before. I would like to know if you believe in friends with benefits and if you think that this is a healthy relationship for these times. Now, I don't know if you mean these times of COVID-19 times, which, uh, no, none of this is uh no it's not an answer to this either but what what are we talking about here friends with benefits so you're talking about um having a consensual relationship with some other person who uh, where you both agree that it is not serious where you both agree that you will be uh, sexual with each other but neither of you is looking for a relationship what two people two consenting adults choose to do is up to them, it's none of my business, as long as it's legal, uh, it it doesn't hurt anybody else, that's on them. So it's not a question of whether what I believe in or don't believe in. Uh, The science does uh, talk about this though, and the science shows that friends with benefits is better for men than it is for women, that it's not uh, psychologically women don't fare as well, um, in friends with benefits relationships, that's that's as far as I can tell you uh, that I, I I have read because there have been re- there has been research done on that looking at people's uh, uh, mental health and all of that. Uh, your first texture is presently what's wrong with people. Flattening the curve is the goal. Meeting people and going out with them is. Contrary to this, and you're absolutely right. We're supposed to stay home indoors unless absolutely necessary, and contact with other people, right? So uh, there's that. Omg, I am my partner's secondary, tertiary, and he lives with his primary. I've not seen him since end of February, but we skyped with some sexy times last week, so at least that. So we're talk. we're going to talk about that in depth tonight, um, looking at, uh, people who are, uh, in, in open relationships. So when this person says, I'm my partner's secondary and tertiary, meaning that that person is not the, the, they have a partner, um, they are in, in a polyamorous relationships, meaning that the, the people that they're having, that person that they're having sex with has a primary partner where it's uh, consensual non-monogamy so that this is what they're talking about so yes you end up not being able to connect with obviously your uh, your multiple relationships if you're having multiple relationships with other people so we'll see how we'll talk to people who are in open uh, relationships uh, Pierre Catherine and Alexi Silver will be joining me after ten fifteen, and they're going to tell us uh, and they're uh, how they're managing this since they are all in uh, open uh, relationships swinging relationships so obviously it's going to be Um, quite different but uh, maybe using Skype using uh, other uh, forms of technology might be a good way to um, to explore so we're going to talk about how to keep things erotic even in these times that is if you're up for the erotica and looks listen some people cope with stress by having sex and it's a really good distraction uh, and other people it's the last thing on their mind so we'll talk to we'll be addressing you who uh, where it's still on your mind basically
1: your a safely
0: to work out the kinks in any relationship it's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batido. our kink panel is in the house well not exactly in the house in their house and the other house and my house <laughs> we're all home uh, talking through uh, the phone the phone which is uh, sad because it's kind of nice to get to see people when we had our panels in studio but what are you gonna do this is the uh, state of affairs so hopefully It will uh, all sound okay. Uh, We're going to talk tonight about uh, keeping things uh, sexy and erotic during these challenging times for a lot of people, at least those people who are still thinking about a sex because I know there's quite a few people who's that's not quite on their mind because of all the anxiety and stress that they are experiencing so um, obviously if this is you and uh, uh, we need to get that anxiety in check first and maybe uh, find some things that you can do to relax relax your mind relax your body uh, before you can even start thinking about sex but There are plenty who are still thinking about it because I'm still getting the questions. And uh, here to give us some uh, ideas and tips are Lexi Silver. She is an author of Erotica. She is an expert in the swinging lifestyle as well, has been a regular guest on Passion. Hey, Lexi. Hey, Lori. Thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure. And we have Pierre and Catherine of BDSM Circle, although one of them on the line. Catherine, we have you on the line. We sure do. All right, wonderful. for having me. A pleasure. And then, of course... Waving la- from afar. Waving from afar, yeah, I know. Eh? And uh, later we'll get uh, the male perspective from Pierre. How's that? <laughs> yeah. We'll see how much he knows about erotica, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So where do we start with this? I mean, there are a lot of people. I don't even know what the numbers are. Maybe you guys have the numbers of how many... Actual people live in open relationships. Lexi, do you even have a a statistic on that?
2: Well, the problem is even if we had stats, it would probably not be accurate because so many people are secretly living in open relationships because, you know, they're a little bit afraid of being judged. and. So they're not really, uh, you know, openly identifying as being swingers or open or polyamorous. So, I mean, even if we had a number, it would be super vague. But a lot of people and a lot more people are starting to become more open to the idea of being open.
0: Right. Well, we do know there have been studies in Quebec that show that over 40%, close to 45% of people um, have some kink or are interested in some kink. So if we include all of that together then, uh, yeah, that, that would be a quite quite a large number, probably more than we think. Let's put it at that that number. Catherine, would you agree, more than we
1: think? I, I do. I, I think so. I think it's something a lot of people just do privately. Um, right. right now, hopefully people aren't doing a lot of that because hopefully people are <laughs> social distancing and isolating as I and myself and Piera. That's Right. Um, you know, there's lots of ways to still stay in contact. There's lots of tasking that you can give if you're the dominant. There's all sorts of, of ways to deal with it, like you would with any, treat it like a long-distance relationship.
0: That's true. Treating it like a uh, long-distance relationship. It's not a, not a bad idea to think about that. What do you think, Lexi?
2: Oh, absolutely. And uh, I've, wrote, I've written a couple of blogs uh, lately. I did a podcast, too, talking about uh, different ways that you can connect with your multiple partners uh, if you're not living with them right now. And there's so many things that we can do, and Catherine's so right, you know, treating them as long-distance relationships and thinking about it as, you know, uh, a way to connect with people who are far away. It's really just, you know, it's pretty logical. So we can just take these tips um, and even past the pandemic, we can still use these for any Mm -hmm. kind of long-distance relationship or any relationship to stay in touch with our partners.
0: Right. So what are some of your recommendations right now? Like, what are your favorite platforms Uh, to use and how safe I know some people question for example appearing nude on a platform and somehow being photographed or hacked or I don't know I, I don't even know what what are the possibilities but maybe you can share that with us
2: Sure. Well, I mean, there's there's always a fear, right, that whenever you are texting or having cyber sex, that you could be recorded or that people could use your pictures in a way that, you know, uh, is not consensual for you. So there is that fear. And there are some safe platforms as well, like SDC.com, which I'm the media director of, and it's uh, the world's largest open minded dating platform. So um, you can check that out, and it's a great way for open-minded people to share uh, pictures and photo and, uh, and videos with each other. But you know, if you if you want to sext or have cyber sex, you don't have to add your pit, your face hmm. in any of the pictures. So you can, and also you know, sometimes full nudes are not the sexiest or most erotic way to stimulate your partner. So if you want to get creative with sexing and share those kinds of photos with each other, you can share different parts of your body, um, you know, and and like yourself in lingerie uh, or, you know, for men, just a picture of your chest or just your butt, little pictures. You don't have to show a full visual of Mm. yourself nude. Right, with your face and everything, right? Exactly, exactly.
0: Well, uh, Catherine, I guess uh, this is when – you know, dressing up is a good is a good option, right? Well,
1: it is, you know. But a lot of them it, you can do actually through Messenger. I know through through Facebook
0: Messenger. Yeah. Okay. Why Why do you say I know? Is because it's old school?
1: It is. It is. And I'll tell you, a lot of it is emails. A lot of it over the phone. And there's lots of things that you can um, have the other person do. For instance, you know. In their house naked or whatever. People are stuck in their houses. People are bored to tears right now. So having tasks or, or like rituals to do uh, can be very comforting to people as well right now.
0: So you, as a dominant, are continuing to connect with your submissives by giving them tasks. You're actually helping them out in a way.
1: Exactly.
0: And they're non-sexual things. They're just...
1: Or well, ordering yeah, I mean, them around. Sometimes it's it's sexual things, mm-hmm. but um, it could be you know, you wash the dishes and send me a picture of your clean kitchen, <laughs> right? It's may not sound that sexy, but you know, it's it's a lot more fun to clean your kitchen nude or or in a you know in a little outfit <laughs> for yeah. for a lot of people than it is to just do the dishes. Right. And uh, you know, a lot of it is um, it's still connecting.
0: Gee, as a dominant, you really know how to, you know, get get stuff done. <laughs> I,
1: know it's, 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 I know that really sounds unfun to someone who's not kinky. But if, if this is the right kinky person, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. I
0: guess. I don't know. Somebody ordering me to clean the kitchen, I don't know if I'd
1: react so well. <laughs> well, you see, you've you got to be, like, in the maid's outfit or nude or something like that, right? right? Yeah. Or a little bit of self-bondage there. Yeah, or not going to happen. whatever. <laughs> oh, and. <clears throat> what? No, Lori, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I don't take orders well, right? <laughs> no, you know what? I'm also not out to convert anybody, right? I'm so kidding. Yes.
0: You know. It's okay to have a little bit of fun. We need to laugh a little bit. And I think it's it's been really, a really heavy couple of, of weeks. People are confused, people. Well, but lately, I'm talking now to some of my clients who are finding kind of a kind of a new normal and I see that there has been a calm for people that have set in a little bit maybe at the beginning it was really really scary and now that people are spending more time at home and understanding what the rules are and understanding the guidelines at least I hope that most people are um, then I hear other scary situations like somebody texted in saying that sex workers are are busy and I'm like
1: what yeah like, isn't I that crazy not,
0: yeah Ooh. So it's uh, it can be confusing for some, and some people are just like flat out, you know, refusing to follow the guidelines, which is making everybody else, all of us nuts who are.
1: Well, and it's also going to make it go have to go along a lot longer. Exactly. It's it's the ones that you know weren't self isolating two weeks is why we're still doing it now, and and you know until everybody does it, and. That's it. Until this isn't the time. It. You know what? That date will wait. If it's the right person, they'll wait, even if you've met somebody new. This is not yeah. the time. We all have to be responsible. And, you know, it's it's like the I keep hearing about the, the percentages are low. Well, you know, if I put 100 M&Ms in front of you and I told you three were poisonous, would you eat one? Right, exactly. You know, and, and knowing that you still had M&Ms that you were going to be dropping off to everybody that you met.
0: Right. Yeah, you know, no. yeah that that makes uh, uh, that makes perfect sense. It doesn't uh, it doesn't make sense what people are doing, and uh, and it's pissing off a lot of a lot of the rest of us that are thinking, and especially those who are at risk. That you know you're at risk. You know that there's you know you certainly don't uh, don't want to catch this, and you also don't want it to last for. So 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 long, but uh... well,
1: exactly. And you know, public uh, dungeons or, or public place spaces mm-hmm. have to shut down. I would hope. Well, they uh, yes, they do. I, I know of um, one that was still trying to operate. I won't say where it was, of course. No, um, oh. but it, uh, apparently nobody went. Okay, though that's right, a good which thing. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are scared. They ought to be scared. You know, when you're on equipment. And if you do go to a a play space even after this is over, um, Pierre and I would bring, like, the Lysol wipes and and have them wipe everything down because someone has just been on that equipment half an hour
0: before, Right. Well, that... I mean, there should be some general hygiene rules when it comes to sex, especially people who are swingers, right, Uh, Lexi, as well, like people who... I'm sure safe sex is is paramount, but... (laughs) There has to be the hygiene part of it, too.
2: Absolutely. And, I mean, all the sex clubs that I know of in uh, Montreal right now have shut down um, for, you know, because even if they stayed open, who would even go? Uh, We're just, you know, um, of course, you know, there are basic safe sex practices. But, you know, even if you're just talking about kissing or being close to That's
0: terrible. Kissing is probably the the catchiest thing at (laughs) this point, you know, far (laughs) more than intercourse. (laughs) I mean, really, when you think about it. Man, that's, uh, anyway, I I've always told people, look, you can survive this. I don't know anyone who has ever died from lack of sex. Nobody, (laughs) nobody. So don't worry about it. It, you know, things will, uh, settle down eventually and you won't die. But in the meantime, we're here to give you some tips of what you can do on your own and, uh, coming up. We'll talk about how to maybe write your own erotica. Like it's a, it's a good time to use your imagination. And uh, you're a writer, uh, Lexi, so maybe you can give tips about how to write your own erotica. That might be a really nice project for people to, to do.
1: From the pleasure and the politics to the
0: hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. I just got a great suggestion from a listener challenging people to write an erotic story. And we'll do this as a contest where you, uh, a thousand words or less, send it to me, but make it so I can read it on the air, (laughs) obviously. Uh, And then uh, we'll have our kink panel pick the winner and you'll get a prize. Doesn't that sound like fun? Well, we'll and maybe we'll have a collection of these stories. Uh, you can send them to me to laurie at Giving Just giving you something to do if you're bored and it's a good way to stretch your imagination, to get into a sexy mood. And this is what we're talking about, how to kind of bring some of the erotica back into our lives uh Catherine is with us of bdsmcircle.com and lexi silver uh, who is an author of erotica an expert in the sw- swinging lifestyle and uh she can be found at i think it's LexiSilver.com, right you got it. All right, that's easy enough. Uh, silver with a Y. <laughs> that much I know. Uh, so, a couple of things, like a p- couple of text m- messages for you. My question for the King panel is what are they wearing? My guess is you're all wearing pajamas right about now, <laughs> flannels.
2: <laughs> I am in some very cozy uh, sweatpants, but I am wearing very sexy underwear underneath. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that question. What are you wearing? It's great working from home because you really are in your jammies. <laughs> in the day jammies. In the what? In the day jammies? In the
1: day jammies. I've worked from home for years. And you've been, so, and you so wear jammies? In the winter, I will, like, change from my pajamas into, like, fresh, clean pajamas that I'm wearing during the day. <laughs> yeah, that's a way to make you feel sexy.
0: Not uh I I find you know what I have found that it's very easy to stay in your sweats I have to say I'm guilty it's like okay which yoga pants am I going to wear today but I've taken now to getting dressed fully even putting on a little bit of makeup even doing my hair and it makes me feel a whole lot better (laughs) And I'm sure my husband appreciates it a bit more too. Um, somebody wrote, I can I don't think I can write erotica that's safe for radio. Well, we'll take all entries. How's that? And then uh, if we have to bleep out some stuff, we'll bleep out some stuff. What can I say? Uh, we'll see. That might be fun. Um, what specific things this texture wants to know? Are you guys doing to keep the romance or sex with your partners given that they're not seeing them in person. So I know you each have your primary partners, but you also have other partners outside of that. So I'm sure you're missing your other partners too.
2: Oh, big time, big time. And I mean, Uh, You know, so Catherine mentioned uh, she's giving tasks to people as a dominant, and something that's fun you could do uh, if you're a dominant for your submissives and also even just for your lovers is there are lots of sex toys that are remote controllable Mm -hmm. or that you can also use long distance.
0: That's true.
2: So, um, and I'm not going to mention any specific brands. A quick Google search will yield whatever you need. But <laughs> I, I can... will, because we've
0: given those away on the show, and that's Wevibe. <laughs> Go
2: ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Wevibe has a great app too that helps you uh, kind of customize your pleasure. So you can totally do that with lovers all around the world, and uh, you know you can you can do a lot of different things with that. As you know, a dominant too, you can control uh, your lover's pleasure. You can turn it off and on as you wish. So if they do something good or they respond to your, you know, your, uh, your sex or your commands in a particular way, you can reward them or punish them with pleasure, whichever way you <laughs> want to go about it so that's right. a really fun thing to do and you can also have your pl- your partner kind of tell you how their experience is like oh I really love that or you know that kind of thing and I love sexting. I'm a huge oh. fan of like texting anyone who knows me <laughs> knows that <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so you're an expert in writing of erotica you've written quite a few novels yourself um what are some tips you can give our listeners? Cause we're going to hold this contest now, write an erotic story and send it to me, Laurie at drlaurie.com and the kink panel will review them and pick a, a winner and we'll give out a prize, which will include a sex toy. I promise you. Um, so uh, what are some tips you can give to our listeners who may never have even thought about writing erotica?
2: Okay, so don't be intimidated. You don't have to be Shakespeare to write a fun erotic story. The whole the whole idea of writing a story is to have fun and to explore fantasy. And what's cool about erotica and that you can do this in a way that you can't really do with very many other media is that you can tell your partner how you feel in your body when certain things are happening. So they can really understand the experience from your personal perspective. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be a Super long story you don't have to go overboard but the idea is think of a fantasy something that you want to do with your partner and put yourself into that mindset i highly recommend masturbating before you write and getting yourself a little worked yeah, up because that. okay yeah i i think it's like a really good way to get yourself in that sexy mindset you don't have to come just the idea of just getting aroused
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then um and that definitely will improve the quality of your work so You know, just put yourself into that mindset. Think of your character. Like, who are you in this story? It could just be that you're you, but you're in a different cool setting that is very sexy and erotic to you. Maybe you're with your partner and it's a place that you both know and you've been together before. And, you know, you just want to, you're just recalling a memory of yourselves together, but you're maybe adding on to the experience. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to go overboard. The whole idea is just something erotic that, you know, uh, that you will titillate yourself because the whole idea is to arouse yourself. And then by arousing yourself, you'll be arousing your partner because they're aroused by the fact that you're aroused by whatever you're doing. Right, I'm afraid to
0: read them on air then. I don't want to arouse a whole bunch of people. Uh, Of course we 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 may not do that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see. I haven't decided on that yet. I may have opened my mouth way too soon. I'm not even sure my boss will let me. We'll see. (laughs) Depends where it's at. Catherine, for people who, do you think it's a good idea if people want to explore, like just the beginnings of maybe BDSM and things like that, that they start writing about
1: it first. I like think in- it's fantastic. In fact, it is one of the um, first tasks that I will give a submissive or a is to actually write a little bit of erotica. You should ask for much shorter than, than a thousand words. Okay. That's usually, I, I find, more of a just for like even 500 words.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't care about the length. I just don't want and, it to be more um, than 1,000 words.
1: What I find is you can find out so much about a person because they can um, write it as, as if it's another character or themselves, but they can write it as it's another character, and then they're, free, they're much freer of the inhibitions. So they might not want to tell me that they actually want to be spanked or they want um, CBT, which is... Um,
0: uh, Brain fart.
1: Well, no, I was. I didn't want <laughs> oh, to use the word. Oh yes, oh I'm,
0: I'm yes, really right, CBT, right, right, right. C and yeah. ball torture, or whatever you call yes. it. Yes, right.
1: And uh, so i was trying to think of another word. Thank this you, penis is, and I... ball torture. Yes. <laughs> and um, and um, you know, which they may be very embarrassed to say that that's something that they sanitize that they like when it's put in a story it, it can be very freeing because you can you know it it's um this other man is, is in the fantasy right. and writing with someone else even though you're you're thinking about yourself sometimes it's it's a great way to to get over some of that shyness. right, right? and then it's very exciting when they read it over and they read it to you or, or whatever and it it, it it may also be
0: something completely outside of your own experiences too right it may not even yeah. be something you want to do but it's a good way to stretch your brain and to stretch your um imagination with that right
1: well it's it's i have found in in with submissive that sometimes it's a really good tool because when you read the fantasy you'll see that oh it's really not like that
2: <laughs> right right
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> And if you do this, you are going to have discomfort, right? And and things like that. So sometimes it's really good to, um, you know, still, you can certainly enjoy the fantasy. But it's Um, a story.
0: Who needs accuracy when it's just a story? Right, but it's also
1: sometimes it can be like a teaching tool to explain how it really is as opposed to the fantasy. Right, right.
0: So I have... Oh, oh, go ahead,
2: Lexi. Oh, I was just going to say, and I think like the same is true for a lot of different things, but what's great about erotica is, you know, you are telling your partner what kind of feeling that you want to experience. Maybe it's like a stinging pain of a slap, if in the case of submission, maybe it's the feeling of helplessness. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, in wanting to be ravaged and adored, the whole idea is it's not necessarily the things that are happening, it's the feeling that is being evoked by the things that are happening, right. and I think that's very revealing when it comes to erotica and that's kind of what I think your partner is going to love to read. So or and that we'll love to hear on air too. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're not not sure about that one yet.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll read I'll hear it. I'll hear it. <laughs> You'll hear it.
0: You you can get all the submissions. <laughs> you won't blush, but many of my listeners might might be appalled. Uh, but it it might offer some lightheartedness that we could use a little bit uh, just about right now. Uh, we're talking about uh, getting the sexy in, in, and the erotica uh, going during these times with uh, my guests, uh, Catherine of BDSM Circle and Lexi Silver, who uh, of LexiSilver.com. She's an expert in the swinging lifestyle and the author of Erotica. Maybe coming up, we'll uh, throw Pierre in there and see, as a, from a male perspective, if he has anything uh, different to uh, to offer our listeners as well. I talk to you. Passion with Dr. Lori, Lori Batito on CJAD 800. My king panel is with me virtually, of course, Pierre and Catherine of BDSM Circle and Lexi Silver of lexisilver.com, the author of Erotica and an expert in the swinging lifestyle. So I have a couple of texts here. Somebody says, just had an idea, latex or leather pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I don't know how comfortable that would be. Um, And then maybe you'll understand this. I'm I'm not quite sure. I always thought of me as a Superman or a Tarzan, but when I get involved with a sexy dominant lady, I tend to become supermana or Tarzana La Loca. Does anybody know what that means?
2: Um, I'm hearing a little bit of maybe some some uh, gender play. I don't know about you, Catherine.
0: Oh, is this Pierre? Okay. Oh, Pierre. <laughs> Pierre, what does that mean? Do we have?
3: We well, know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hi. Okay. I guess you didn't hear the question. All right. Um, this person writes: I always thought of me as a Superman or a Tarzan, but when I get involved with a sexy dominant lady, I tend to become Supermana or Tarzana la loca. Does that mean that they are, they're a switch? They go from uh, liking or, dominant or, or they're
3: into uh, transvestite?
0: Oh, okay. So there is some gender play here, is what Lexi gender said. Play, so you both is... you're both seeing the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So I know. I was asking the right people. Um, <laughs> and uh, you're gonna get uh, Pierre. What what are some of your erotic uh, ideas? I wonder from a guy's perspective if they're any different from what the ladies are suggesting.
3: Actually, uh, you may be interested by this. But uh, 20 years ago, when you wanted to meet someone, we didn't have all the apps that you have now with the the intelligent phone. So you had to be original with when you were you were talking to someone or writing them. So uh, in, my, in the case, I can tell you that I had a, a few new partner because I would put them in some erotica that I would write. Mm.
2: You know, I would talk
3: to them a bit, try to discover what really get them. Interested, And then I would write a small story. And uh, I can tell you I had a, a fair amount of success doing this in the past.
0: So that was your pickup uh, technique. Oh, okay. Yeah, well,
3: actually, it was. You, you may laugh at it, but it worked. Uh, it's just that sometimes it would be hit and miss, you know. Right. Sometimes you would really get that lady going and things would be great. And sometimes... She would say, "Well, you don't do anything," and she would hang up on you. You know. <laughs>
0: well, the art—I think what you're bringing in is is important too. That the whole art of communication um, now has changed, right? So it, it's true. In the past, we would have very long conversations on the telephone, the the thing we would pick up and dial. You know, we'd have long <laughs> conversations for hours that could turned sexy and erotic and, and, and there was phone sex and all of that. We've lost a lot of that. And, and of course the written word, right? The written word, like a, a nicely written uh, story, for example, we're also losing a lot of that in, in the romance that we, in the romantic and seduction process. So yeah, I think. We yeah, exactly.
3: Would... And, and uh, you're, we mentioning letters, believe it or not. Letters were a big thing, like 20, 25 years ago. Uh, people were scared to talk to the phone because you don't know to who you're talking. Exchanging phone number could be dangerous. And often the, the first approach would be from a letter. Right. Uh, so that's the whole point. So you, when you would write that letter, that first letter to a possible partner, you try to make it interesting. You try to make it sexy right. and to, to get actually get that partner to send her, uh, her, phone, uh, her phone number to you.
0: So it was a letter like by mail, like actual yeah, yeah. with a stamp and what,
3: everything. What we call the snail's mail now.
0: Right. Just for people, just for the, the younger people listening, a stamp is something you put on a letter
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that you mail at the post office.
3: <laughs> I can tell you too, that sometimes when would be awaiting that answer because you sent, you know, your, your part and your, uh, you're waiting. The, the anticipation. You yeah. the, the week would be very long because it would usually take about a week for the mail to go back and forth. Right. And,
0: but you're building anticipation, and and I think that's also part of the erotic part of it is the the anticipation, which of course in this day and age everything is quick, quick, quick.
3: So yeah. yeah. And, and you're right. It was the uh, because for the time you were waiting. At, your own imagination was going, I can tell you that.
0: So, somebody wants to know what are you doing now? Like, well, now. No, with...
3: it's, it's a little more, you know, it's now. Everybody wants everything to happen right now. Mm-hmm. And the story that doesn't seem to work anymore. It's like now you have a, a discussion with someone, you try to have that negotiation started. Uh, I discovered that, for instance, for Catherine, often the, the, the male sub would throw at her the, their, what we call their grocery list. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to do this to me, to do that to me. And usually that will not work very very well with Catherine. Uh, for me, the ladies are more uh, worried about safety, uh, about how I'm going to do stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it has changed. Uh, sadly, so, the, 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 the story part has, has, has disappeared, gone. which I, I right. really like at the time.
0: Well, we need to maybe uh, stimulate uh, people's imaginations now. Uh, but Pierre, what are you doing now to connect in this time now, now and during this crisis, to connect uh, with your well, with your ex with your other partners?
3: Right now, my other partners are having their own problems, their own family to take care of. So, to be honest, things are very very quiet on my okay. side, <laughs> which I
0: fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm very sad about. I'm sure, but. I'm sure things will pick up when everybody settles into maybe a different kind of routine. But, uh, Lexi has certainly given us some, uh, some different options for, uh, reinventing sex, I guess reinventing sex with, with, especially if you have other partners, it's one thing if you're isolating with your one partner and you're in a monogamous relationship. And of course you still have to focus on reinventing date night, right? You talked about that in your article, like we still have to be able, because I'm finding this a problem. You're together 24 seven. Yeah. So you're not actually thinking of having a date. Like you're not because you're constantly together. So you don't have to, you're not planning for anything, but that's a mistake because you know, otherwise you're just going to both be in your jammies all day and, uh, nothing erotic about that.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, depends on your kink. I mean, maybe if your kink is jogging pants, but yeah, it's very tempting to just kind of stay in that state of mind. And it's important to still uh, remember that you need to value and prioritize your partner and your own yourself, and and to keep that romance going. It might be harder. Obviously, you know, we're a little anxious, we're stressed out, so. You know, like you mentioned before, Lori, you gotta, you know, keep, find different ways to minimize your stress. But once you do, you know, try to, even once a week, if you had your date night and you went out to a restaurant every Friday night and, uh, or you went to a show or whatever, you can't do that right now. That's fine. So take some time. Get dressed up anyway, like you were going to go out. Do the whole thing. Makeup, hair, heels, all the stuff. Make dinner together if you want. Um, get, get rid of TV. Turn your phones off. Really, this is about the two of you. And do something that is kind of out of the ordinary. I suggested in my article, uh, Laurie, like you mentioned, something that, you know, if, if you're two people, you could also do this with partners uh, that, you know, you could do this over uh, video chat or okay. Skype chat. Okay. Um, you can create a fantasy jar or, or like, a, like a, a way to... Each of you put in different ideas for things that you want to do to each other. And you can select different things out of there. So if you, let's say, take different strips of paper, you have your partner living at home with you, you each put in fantasies or things that you want to do to each other. It could just be, you know, I want to, uh, I want to play with ropes or I want to use this toy on you in this way. Mm-hmm. And then you pick things out of the jar, one, one here, one there. You could do a few in a night. You could do them over a period of time. And then you act on it. And if you have a partner from far away, you can, you know, on one particular night, maybe, you know, you, can't, you, you tailor those kinds of fantasies to things that you could do long distance. So, you know, uh, I want you to, uh, to take off your bra or I want you to, uh, wear this toy while we're talking mm. or I want you to, uh, you know, uh, any, anything that's a little bit different, uh, that you might not normally do if you're face to face that you could still do, um, for each other at a distance, right? Like Catherine said before, you can still do these things long distance. Think of it as a long distance relationship. Right.
0: right. How would you do, how would you handle long distance relationship is kind of the same way we're handling, uh, some of our relationships now, unless you're living with a partner for sure. Well, you've given us some great tips, all of you. And, uh, I don't know how minded people are, but at least uh, at some point people are going to uh, hopefully will relax, get into a beat of a, of a kind of a new normal and, and learn to deal with some of this anxiety and, and start to feel sexual again because it really connects people and uh, we want to try and, and continue to, to have, that's a good part of life, right? <laughs>
3: oh for
0: sure right so why we want to you know make sure we we keep that keep that going to some degree whatever it is your situation is monogamous non-monogamous that's all up to you whatever you all choose to do as long as it's consensual safe sane legal that's your business nobody has a a right to judge that so uh, that's what we believe here on the program and that's why I love to have you guys on and exploring different uh, different ways that people enjoy their uh, their sexuality so lexi where can people find you
2: they can find me at com. that's lexi with an i silver with a y and on twitter facebook instagram same thing lexi silver
0: all right check out her uh, hot instagram uh
2: page <laughs> steamy, oh yeah that, that might uh, get stuff, everybody man. changing their minds yeah. oh thank you <laughs> uh, uh, yeah
0: and uh, make sure everybody uh, if you feel like writing an erotic story send them here we'll do a little erotica story that Lexi and Pierre and Catherine will judge and uh, we'll get a winner out of you We'll see what happens. And uh, Pierre and Catherine, of course, can be found at BDSMcircle.com. Thank you all for uh, joining me tonight. Really appreciate your time. Take care now. Uh, Thank you to Chris Aiken in Master Control. And uh, thank you all for... Uh, being part of the show as well you can connect with me on social media at dr Lori Batito or through my website dr where you will find all the podcasts of the past shows as well coming up next here on cjd we bring you the ctv national news have a great rest of the evening stay safe and remember to live your life with passion